We're back with a fresh and new episode of the Teen Challenge of Southern California podcast. When you're here with us, it's important that you know that you can always expect content that lifts up the name of Jesus and the cross. These will be told through messages and conversations that are powerful, dynamic, and encouraging. A new resource that we want you to know about is our 24-7 helpline. No matter where you find yourself, if you just need someone to talk to, to pray with you, and to believe God for you in whatever that difficult season of life looks like, we want you to know that we're here for you. And if you know someone who maybe needs help because of addiction, you can give them the same number and we can help them begin their new life. That number is 888-520-0620. Once again, that's 888-520-0620. I hope you're ready to hear his passion. Listen in as TCSE alumni and evangelist Val Farrell shares at Spiritual Emphasis 2021. Listen in and be blessed today, my friends. God is so good. Isn't it good? Come on. And let me tell you like this, it gets gooder and gooder. It gets gooder and gooder. Come on. I'm a, I'm a Teen Challenge graduate. Come on. March 13th, 2004, I entered the doors of Shafter Teen Challenge. Come on, Shafter. Where's Shafter at? Woo! Right? Then I went on the Riverside. Riverside, where you at? Come on. Then I went on to TCMI. Come on, man. And, and God just worked in my life, worked in my life. And you know what he did? He introduced me to my beautiful wife. Stand up, baby. Come on. Wait, come on. You got to give my wife a look. I, he who finds a wife finds a good thing. Know that. But let me tell you like this. I waited five years for that. I didn't go all of a sudden, you know, hey, I, I, I'm, I, I've been sober for six months and now I got to go find me something, you know. No, it wasn't like that. I knew that I was a wreck. I knew that I didn't know how to have relationships. Girls, come on. Just because they cleaned up a little bit and they're handsome don't mean they're all that, okay? They got a little swag back. They got their swagger back and, they, you know, they creased up their jeans a little more. Hey, it took me a minute. Right? Let me tell you like this. And they say, behind every good man, there's a good woman. That's a lie. <laughs> Let me tell you why it's a lie. Because my woman don't stand behind me. She stands inside of me. Amen. Come on. Amen. Amen. He didn't, he didn't tell her. He says, you should love your woman like Christ loved the church. He didn't say, I go, I'm going to go stand in front of the church. He says, no, I come to serve. Come on. So when, when a, if a man loves you, he will keep you by his side. Know that. And a man, if you love your woman, you will, you will keep her by your side. She's there for you, to help you, to build you, to make you a better man. Right? And he's also there for you, women, to help and build you. Right? He should be speaking life into you, not death. Right? He should be believing in you and seeing and telling you you're beautiful and doing things for you, not because it's Valentine's Day, not because it's a special day, just because. I'm sorry, brother. I move. My ADHD kicks in. You know what I'm saying? 
Right? I, I, I found my, my purpose. So those are little free 99. I don't know why I'm, I'm letting you guys know this, you know. Free 99 little, little tips. Put those in your pocket. And know that. Remember that every time you come in that situation. Right? Oh, uh, uh, I met the girl and we're going to leave Teen Challenge. No. Or I'm um, breaking the rules to talk to her. Because let me tell you like this. You tell me one part in the Bible that says that um, you show, I, I will break the rules for you to meet the wife of you, uh, that I have given you. One, one part in the Bible says that. God doesn't do that. This is why you have to know the word of God and live in the anointing that God has placed on your life. Come on. Don't, hey, don't get quiet now. I know some of you are like that right now going, man, how do you know? Yeah, you just... The spirit reveals. And if you feel convicted and that spirit's working in you, then check yourself before you wreck yourself. Come on. Let me tell you like this. Hey, God is good. God is a God of completion. Right? Come on. So when, when their mind starts going off, because your mind's smarter than you, and they'll start telling you, hey, you don't have, you know, you're better now, man. You got this. Right? They need me at home. Really? You weren't doing nothing before at home, and all of a sudden now they need you at home. Come on. But that's the enemy. He doesn't want you to, to go further in your life and live in your anointing that God has placed on you. Do you think that you're here for a reason? Like for a coincidence? Like all of a sudden, hey, I, w I was chosen to go to Teen Challenge. Teen Challenge is, is one of the best programs in, in the whole world. It's is, is spirit-driven. And you think that I was, the doors opened for me for nothing? That, that, that God didn't have a plan for you? That God's not calling you? That you're not a chosen generation? Come on. That there's not an anointing on your life? That, that he hasn't called preachers and, 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 and pastors, evangelists, leaders? Come on. Yeah. You don't think that? A free program. Man. It, right? It's amazing. Amazing. It works so well. That, you, you know what I do for a living now? God has, has, has conditioned me and, and, and helped me become the leader that I am. I'm program director of Valley State Prison. I run all the SAP programs. So you, got, you guys thought, you know, I knew I'd go to prison for the rest of my life. I just didn't know I'd walk in and out every day. But God says I got a different plan, right? 17-year meth addiction. Oof, got quiet. Brain should be mush. Right? Felon. Come on. A mess. I was lost in the sauce like a meatball. Right? And God takes this mess and turns it into a message. Come on. It's not just, you know, where every place you should go, your, your testimony or who you are should roar. Right? And then if you need to speak, it, 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 you speak words. Get that? 
Your walk should be displaying who you are as a believer. When you, I guarantee you, and I, and I encourage you, any job that you guys get after going to Teen Challenge and you follow the same principles that God has given you, you will excel in it. You will be the, a, a supervisor. You will be a leader. You will be all that inside that job. And people will co- see you come and they'll say, hey, there's that Christian guy. Yeah. Or there's that Christian woman. She's always speaking life. And I guarantee you, you will succeed because of the anointing on your life. Anointing. Well, let's get to the word. Amen. So this is how God works, too. We're going to continue to talk about David. He worked that out, right? I, I, never, I didn't go, hey, bro, what are you preaching this weekend? Right? No, we just came. He goes, hey, be here at 1215. You're going to preach. I said, okay, I'll be there. Right? So God orchestrates things, and God is a genius. Know this, that God is, is smarter than you can even imagine. He can make a flower, pollinate a, uh, another flower, or bee pollinate a flower, and, and it goes over here two miles away and pollinates another tree to grow this, to create photosynthesis that creates oxygen for us to breathe. You don't think he's a genius? That he creates all that? And still can go like this, I know every hair on your head. Well, not my head, but your head. Come on. So if you would, turn to 1 Samuel 16. Woo. The Lord said to Samuel, How long will you mourn for Saul, since he has been rejected for king over Israel? Fill your horn with oil and be on your way. I'm sending you to Jesse's at Bethlehem. I have chosen one of his sons to be king. But Samuel said, How can I go? If Saul hears about it, he will kill me. The Lord said, take a heifer with you and say, I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Invite Jesse as a sacrifice and I will show you what to do. You are are to anoint for me the one I indicate. Samuel did what the Lord said. When he arrived at Bethlehem, the elders of the town trembled when they met, uh, met him. They asked, do you come in peace? Samuel replied, yes, in peace. I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Consecrate yourself and come to the sacrifice with me. Then he concentrated Jesse and his sons and invited them to the sacrifice. When they arrived, Samuel saw Eli and thought, Surely the Lord anointed stands here before the Lord. So, come on. So what what he's saying is that they're bringing out the brothers. And they saw one of the brothers, and he was a handsome man. He was like, you know, just GQ, uh, watch out, you know, good looking man. And he's like, surely that has to be the one, right? And he says, when they arrived, he goes, but the Lord said to Samuel, do not consider the, his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him. Do not con- consider his appearance or his height. Do not consider his appearance or his height. The Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at outward appearance. But the Lord looks at the heart. Then Jesse called to Abinadab 
and had him pass in front of Samuel. But Samuel said, the Lord has not chosen this one either. Jesse then said to Shaham, pass by. And Samuel said, nor has the Lord chosen this one. Jesse had seven of his sons pass before Samuel. But Samuel said to him, the Lord has not chosen these. So he asked Jesse, are these all your sons you have? They're still the one, the youngest, Jesse answered. He is tending the sheep. Samuel said, send for him. We will sit, not sit down until he arrives. So he sent for him and had, had him brought in. He was, he was glowing and with health and had fine appearance and handsome features. Then the Lord said, rise and anointed him. This is the one. So Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the presence of his brothers. And from that day on, the spirit of the Lord became powerful upon David. Samuel then went to, to Raham. Everyone thought that the other brothers were the ones that were going to be anointed because David was the scrawniest, the, 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 wasn't the best appearance. You know, uh, even, you know, they just didn't look at him. He had tattoos on him. He was, you know, he had, he had some uh, fives on with a little cuff on it. And they, they were like, man, that, that can't be the, the, the pastor, right? Right? Oh, they have a little past, you know what I'm saying? They've, they've been around away a couple times. That can't be that woman of God. But God said like this. He goes, I see the heart of man. He goes, I don't look at what the, the world looks at. I look at the heart of man, and I see it. And, and in that, I will anoint you. Come on. There's an anointing on every one of you out here today. Yeah? You're sitting there going, me? Yeah, you. <laughs> Anointing. So what is, what, you're like, well, what does that mean? Right? Well, it start, let me tell you where it started off. Anointing came around. Back in the day, the, the shepherds would uh, anoint the sheep. Right? So the sheep would get these little piojos. You guys know what piojos are? <laughs> right? They get piojos in their ears, and they, they curl in their ears, and they, they end up killing the sheep. So the, the shepherds would get this oil and they'd anoint their heads. And, and they fill, fill their heads. Kind of like if, if you had lice today. Right? If you get lice today, they always put baby oil on it and they comb it out. Because the, the piojos can't stick to the hair. Right? Come on. It becomes an anointing, a, a protection. Right? So... so in that, they, they, they contains moral sentiment and natural ingredients. There's no power in the, the, the oil of, of the anointing, but it symbolizes something. Come on. So the civilization it symbolizes blessing, protection, and empowerment. Right? Blessings. Favor. You will find favor in the things you do from now on. You will, you will, when you're living in, in the anointing on your life, living God's will in your life, you're living trying to please God, you will find favor in your life. Things will happen for you. you come on. Doors will open. You'll get your kids back. You'll, 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 things are going to happen. You're going to be surprised. You're going to be, man, I didn't have to do anything. Come on. Let me tell you like this. They expunged all my felonies. They, hey, they even get to go like this. Hey, you can, you can own a gun too. I said, what? <laughs> Grand Theft Auto, Grand Theft Auto, Salt with Deadly Weapon, Gang Enhancement Strike. What? How did that happen? People, people actually come up to me and go, how did that happen? I go, Pfft. favor. 
<laughs> Come on. Favor. He, he establishes things in your life that you're going to be amazed by. You're not going to, you're going to see like this. You're going to be like, oh my gosh, how did that happen? How did, how did these doors just fly open? It's the anointing on your life. Protection. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Come on. It might form. Come on. It gets close to you. And you're, you, you, get, see, and you get scared. You're like, man. I'm about ready to get kicked out. But if you continue to live in anointing, it will protect you. It won't, it won't prosper in your life. Know that. Know that no weapon formed, formed against you will prosper. Because of the anointing in your life. Come on, amen. And then, and then the empowerment. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Man. Program director. I oversee 25 staff, uh, one of the biggest programs in the state of California. Uh, I, I walk in, uh, and, and the officers look at me, and they go like, I, I don't fit the image. Even on my personal life, I don't fit the image. But it's all right. Because there's an anointing on my life. He says I can do all things, right? I got two more classes. I'll finish my bachelor's at Fresno Pacific. Come on. Hey, check this out. I got a 3.82 grade point average in, in social work. I didn't know I was smart. Right? But God says I can do all things. Right? I'm certified through the state of California as a substance abuse counselor. Come on. Come on. I have a career. He said you can do all things. Come on. But another meaning of the, the word is anointed says you are a chosen one. The Bible says that, that God has chosen you, a chosen generation. And it's up to you to live in anointing. Come on. But my, my brother, my brother, Pastor, it's hard. You don't even know how, how frustrating it is to be a team challenge. And the guys, what they do, let me tell you this. He's preparing you. Because if you can't deal with the frustration within, what makes you think you can deal with the frustration without? He's preparing you as a leader. He's preparing your insides to deal with frustrations in here so that you can be that leader that he has called you to be, that pastor, that, 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 that wife. Come on. You know men are hard to deal with. Right? The patience. And if you can't deal with that all inside, you have to walk in, in, your, in your anointing and know that you have to be a leader before you even get in that title. Come on. He has called you all to lead. We got, we got men of God, we got pastors, evangelists, we got brothers, sisters, we got workers, we got supervisors, we got men out here and women out here that are, are anointed in the, uh, and, and, and you need to walk in the walk that you have been called for. Come on. But pastor, it's hard. It is. Well, of course. This, this is, you know, everything you need. But the hard part is, is know that these things that you go through are for a reason. Come on. He said, he said you know, I'm, I'm going to tell you like this. 
just because, you know, you graduate and, you know, we got staff on. Life doesn't, like, I don't walk outside and a little birdie's flap to my finger. Hey, zippity doo da You know what I'm saying? I, I still deal with things in my life that, that um, things that I messed up. That's real talk. You know what I'm saying? My, my children don't talk to me. They're grown adults. I, I don't know. Sometimes I just sit back and I go, I can't reach them. Right? And I ask God, God, take that thorn out of my side. Take that thorn out. Of, I've asked him. Come on. And he says, my grace is sufficient. Right? He goes, my grace is sufficient. I go, but God, come on, man. I do everything for you. I go out there and I, and I, and I go to all the team challenges. He goes, my grace is sufficient. And he tells me like this, you shall reap what you sow. Right? So what, I, what that means is, for me, is that every chance I get, I'm going to continue to minister to somebody. I'm going to continue to speak life into somebody. I'm going to continue to spread the gospel around because I know that one day someone's going to minister to my child. I can't stand in the way of their testimony. I can't stand in, 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 you know, in the way of them doing their, their, their life. They're having their own testimony. Because it's like this. There's a little boy named Billy, right? And Billy goes and finds this caterpillar. And he's like, oh, my God, Billy, this caterpillar is so awesome. So he takes it home. He puts it in a jar, and he, he puts leaves in it and then a branch in it. And, and, and he's like, every morning he wakes up, and he looks at the caterpillar, and he names the caterpillar uh, Johnny. Oh, Johnny, you're so cool. And, and he, you know, he just admires the caterpillar. One day the caterpillar comes, and, and it turns, in, and, and he's gone. He's like, where's the caterpillar? And there's a cocoon there. Right? Because that's what caterpillars do. They turn into butterflies. But he's like, oh my God, my, my Johnny's gone. And what do I do? You know, and, and so he, he sees the caterpillar. He's checking it every day. And all of a sudden, there's a little hole in it. And he grabs the caterpillar. And, and he gets some scissors and he cuts it open. He wants to help Johnny get free because he loves Johnny. He wants to do all he can for Johnny. He wants to save Johnny. He wants to be, be that parent for Johnny. But then the, the butterfly comes out and he goes like this, trying to fly. He got short wings. I go, how do you got short wings? Because part of the process of it getting out is to get strength by breaking out of the caterpillar. Right? Some of us don't realize that the things that you've gone through have created a foundation so that you can live in your anointing. Come on. I can sit up here and tell you everything about what God is doing in my life because I have a foundation of where God's creating miracles every day. You know what I'm saying? We have a miracle-making God. Well, he doesn't turn water into wine no more. No, he turns dolphins into, into pastures. Come on. Miracle. Miracle. Come on. Miracle. Come on. Come on. But in, in that happening, I have to be all right and, and deal with the things that come my way. And know that, you, you know, it's going to be a struggle. It is a struggle. Every day, I have to pick up my cross daily. Every day, I have to, ref you know, refresh myself. Man, you don't even know. The world's out there. We're different. I, people call you up. I don't have very many friends anymore because I ain't going, hey, hey, you want to go smoke a blunt? No, I'm cool. Want to go kick it? No, I'm cool. I don't get down like that no more. Okay. 
I love you, I love you too, and I won't hear from for about a year. <laughs> right? You're going to go through that. And just know that, this. Eagles soar by themselves. Eagles soar up there two to three miles up in the air. They're one of the most powerful, powerful animals there is, and it soars by itself. Come on. Part of, the, part of it, though, know this, the part of it, when the eagle's born, the mother makes the, the nest all smooth. She makes it all comfortable for her. Kind of like how you guys are right now. You're all comfortable in Teen Challenge right now. You woke up. It's, it's great. It's awesome. You got fed this morning. They gave you a balanced meal, and, and you're, you're sober. Everything's smooth. But when you're ready to get out of the nest, things are going to start happening. The mother shakes up the nest to get these, spook, these speakers, right that, that poke you in the side and get you out of your seat. Come on. You're, you're going you're gonna to feel uncomfortable. The Spirit's going to start working in your life. And, and, and you're gonna, it's going to ask you to get up and move and minister to somebody. It's going to ask you to go out there and knock on the door and, and do, you know, go, go you know, fundraise. Something that you don't want to do. It's going to ask you to, to go over there and, and, and sing on a choir. Watermelon cantaloupe. Right? But it's doing that so it gets you out of the nest so you can live in the anointing that's been called on your life. God knows what he's doing. He knows that, that, that we expect something out of this. Everything he does. That's why he, even, even with tithing. You're like, what's, oh, what's that? We haven't tithed yet. Right? Tithing is, is, is your 10%. And he tells you to tithe so that you can open your hand and receive the blessings. You can't have blessings if your hands are full of money that you hold on to. Right? Come on. He, he, he has an understanding of what, you know, things do, how things work. This Bible tells you everything about what you need to know about life. How much time I got? Five minutes. Right? I can preach for, go for days. That's what I you know. Come on. You have to trust in the process. And I, and I give you this charge that is your obligation to come back and to minister to every teen challenge person that you come across. Come on. You, you know what God told me last, last month? He goes, you will minister to your family, right? And I go, oh. So, because me and my wife are, are pioneering a church right now. We're just looking for the building. We haven't found the building yet. That's our, our biggest issue right now is the building, right? So, we're, he goes, you will minister to your family. And I go, minister to my family? I said, okay, you know, that's great. I get to minister to my cousins. But he meant my Teen Challenge family. Right? I get a chance to minister to my Teen Challenge family. I go, see, when God gives you those visions, sometimes it's, it's, it's a little bit different than you expect. Come on. But I, I, I want to live in his anointing. Right? I know that 1 John 2.20 says, But you have an anointing from the Holy One, and all you, know, all you know is the truth. You have been anointed. There's been an anointing on your life. It is up to us to live in that anointing. You have been called. Ministers, pastors. Again, I keep repeating the same thing. Youth pastors. Come on. 
Your cup shall overfloweth into your family. You will minister to your family. There's, a, there's such thing as, as a positive uh, like vibration right, where you minister, your, your positive goes out to your family. Come on, good vibes. They want to see. You will be able to minister because they will see the change in your life. The one time where every time you came around, they, they watched their wallet or they watched their purse. Now they're like, oh my gosh, you're brand new. Once again, thank you for choosing our podcast today. We hope that you're comforted, encouraged, and strengthened in the Lord today because of it. Don't forget to subscribe though. It's easy. Just go to wherever you're listening right now and click subscribe. God bless you today.